0: Hi, listeners. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade, a decision that stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive health care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans, a decision that could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to podvoices.help. P-O-D-V-O-I-C-E-S.help. We encourage you to speak up, take care and spread the word. Thank you. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your humble GM, Daniel Anderlich. And with me today is Samson Davis. Hello. And it's just Samson Davis. There's nobody else here. Oh, no. What have you done to them, Dan? (laughs) You'll find out soon enough. Oh, shit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, this is part of the beginning of season four, campaign two, just like we did with the previous campaign we will be doing session zeros for each of our players characters and samson volunteered to go first yay here i am first in Mm -hmm. this week like every week we're supported by die hard dice die hard dice is an online purveyor of metal and acrylic polyhedral dice for your ttrpg needs they have high quality dice of a variety of colors just go to their website dieharddice.com pick your favorite set most beautiful set maybe both i don't know and when you do, go to checkout. and can use our code, EXPLORERSWANTED, and you get 10% off your order. You're getting high-quality dice for a little bit cheaper, and you're helping to support the show. So, Die Hard Dice, EXPLORERSWANTED, 10% off. So, listeners, just like with the last Session Zeros, we will be using no dice, but rather the Sooth deck from Invisible Sun to determine how scenes go. Samson. Yes. It was a risky passage coming to Lathe by Sea storms are wild and frantic, and you got the impression over the course of this journey that somehow the captain of this ship was in a cat and mouse game with the storms, as if they were steering it, scurrying away from a predator that was constantly just on their heels. But as the boat approaches the nation of Corpus and its capital city, of lathe, you can see the great black rock cliffs that Lathe is carved into. There are tunnels leading in to where Lathe is. You can see higher up on the cliffs, the buildings stretched higher and higher above it, again, looking so much like somebody just took great balls and burrowed through the rock itself. And as you're heading towards the dock, you can see the captain hurriedly steering, trying to avoid what looks to be a hole in the sea where the water tumbles down unseen walls into nothing with a constant rushing sound that's earned it the name, the Well of Sighs. And floating above it, easily 500 meters above the waterline, is an enormous geometric amber obelisk. And you know from the stories you've heard in the past that this one is called the Dipper Mm. There's an almost gravitational force to the well itself, and the captain and their crew struggle to sail past it. To you, it is very clear that any journey into the port of Lathe must be one that is mostly of panic, which makes sense why this passage was so expensive. As the ship pulls in to the docks of Lathe, down at the base of these cliffs, with only well-guarded tunnels and some less well guarded but treacherous stairways carved into the rock leading up the cliffs. You feel the boat come to anchor in this dock and beyond the end of the dock, you can see very few other boats here. Certainly no passenger ships, some trading ships. The rest of these docks are completely full of massive warships. And as Ilsa steps down, the plank onto the docks Tell us what does Ilse look like Sin is a about five and a half a tall woman she's slim and athletic although at this point you can't really see that since she is wearing I guess kind of salt encrusted like basic travelers clothes it's kind of a beige poncho at this point with just like dirty brown boots mm-hmm. very like nondescript beneath the poncho is her bag and all her stuff all of her stuff. (laughs) So yeah, she has curly black hair, dark brown skin, and a vitiligo-like skin discoloration. But rather than it being like pale or colorless like it usually is in this world, this pattern is a like matte emerald green, the same color as her eyes. Awesome. And as you come down onto the docks, what's the first thing that Ilsen does? Is she square with Captain? Yeah. You had to pay in advance for this trip. Totally all right. She waves goodbye to the Captain and whatever crew... Sheep she befriended along the way. They're already, like, they've tied everything off. They are drunk as skunks at this point. Oh. Because <laughs> they survive. All right. Um. Then I think Ilsen will actually kind of wait for them to go on ahead and then follow them, see what their watering hole is like. Okay. So you follow them. They head up towards the tunnel path, which is probably for the best. The tunnel path seems to be, like, where all sort of the customs, essentially bureaucratic end of that. Is happening as well as guards as well because this is in theory an entrance into Lade. there are stairways on the exterior of these cliffs that go up they have to kind of sort of serpentine back and forth because the cliffs are so great and in fact standing on the ground next to these cliffs it's a little off-putting how high they are i can't remember what the trail is called but i think in china there are like these infamous like walking trails that are at some points are just like metal rods or just like ropes Like, just these insanely treacherous walking trails. Mm -hmm. Is it that bad, or is it, like, a little bit better? It's kind of like Star Wars, where there's just no handrails anywhere for some reason? So, the staircase on the exterior here seems to be early carved into the rock. There are no handrails. The rock looks like, in the wrong weather, it would be very slick. And, in fact, some of the steps are very clearly worn smooth from centuries of people walking them maybe while the tunnels were being dug, it definitely strikes you that these steps would be very treacherous to use, even if they only covered like a tenth of the distance. Mm -hmm. The fact that people must have at some point or another used this as sort of the only way up and down the cliffs is frankly mind-boggling. Sen gets a little excited seeing them, because for her plans in this city, those are going to be very useful, she thinks. Mm -hmm. But she's going to take a breath, be patient and follow the sailors. Okay. So, since you're not really bringing any custom, you're not like in a trade situation, the customs group is not really that interested in you. There's quite a few people that have, you know, attempted to migrate to Corpus over the years, and for the most part, that's welcome because the one thing Corpus needs more of is cheap workers. Mm. And so you're passed through, and you begin following them as they wind their way up through tunnels. You notice, oddly enough, that it seems to take a long time. You feel like you're wandering these tunnels for hours on the way up through them. And in some cases, they do get very steep. In some places, there are sort of... The way you and I might look at a lift, like an elevator-type thing, as shoddy. Compared to where Ilsen is from, though, it's a bit of a technological marvel. Oh, interesting. Are these made out of, I guess, weird materials, or does this seem very, like, human technology kind of lifts? They're definitely using synth for the actual, like, cartridge. The ropes that seem to be, like, the cabling, rather, that seems to pull the lift back and forth also seems like it might be exotic. But the design itself isn't the kind of thing that makes you think prior world this is fashioned sort of from an industrial approach by the people of Lathe or maybe even all across Corpus. You don't know. Mm -hmm. So while they may have harvested these materials from ruins of prior worlds, it seems very much like somebody figured this out. There's nothing magic happening here. This is just sort of a few steps beyond a pulley. Gotcha. Okay. What is the general technology level of Lathe? It's not medieval, is it? It's not medieval so if you think about where we were taught in the steadfast and the last campaign the way the technology level worked there is that renaissance level technology but with all this prior world stuff available as well so like everything that wasn't like prior world or specialized something that a right was building or something like that everything else was a bit more not medieval but you know not that much better than medieval right Here, in the context of our world, this feels very much like industrial revolution. Mm -hmm. And the place they will send us from, Margathy, is that kind of in that steadfast-esque renaissance period, technologically? Yes and no. Margathy has learned from dealing with Corpus, because Margathy has had to repel, historically, Corpus's multiple attempts to press into their territory. Mm -hmm. So Margathy doesn't necessarily have an industrial approach, but they have definitely cultivated prior world technologies. But as far as like their own engineering, there's not a lot happening. It's still very much governed by the more esoteric creations of rights. Right, okay. You say it's like Margitie has the knowledge, but not quite the resources to keep up with Corpus, basically? For sure. I mean, everything that you were taught growing up is that Corpus is not necessarily like super advanced. What they have is massive access to resources and labor. It's always the labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their whole thing is a ever-growing machine. hmm And I guess speaking of the labor, what are the people like? She's not engaging. She's just people watching. The people down here, almost everybody is wearing a mask of some sort. Some of them are cheap cloth. Some of them are in a little bit better shape. They might even have some goggles and things like that. Their clothes don't look particularly clean, even though it is a rather humid day by the ocean today. The people here, even in these tunnels, which, you know, are somewhat cooler, but not an enormous amount because of the mass of people that are in there. And all these people are wearing long clothes and gloves. They seem to be covering up as much of their skin as possible. And in fact, even though this journey is taking forever, you notice that the crew Of the boat that you came in on is very focused on getting as high as they can in these cliffs. Elevation wise, you mean, right? Elevation wise. Okay. And there are inns down here, but they do not want to stay anywhere down low. Mm -hmm. Would Ilsen know why? Why the gloves, why the masks, why they're trying to get, or why they seem to be climbing, even though we probably passed like a bunch of watering holes on the way up? Yeah, I don't think Ilsen would know. Damn. All right. You do notice at least one sailor. pulling out some thick cloth and wrapping it around his face as best he can. should probably talk to somebody about this. How's Ilsen's rapport with the sailors? You were essentially a piece of cargo, just one that had a tendency to move around and be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep, yep. So not... Uh, okay, so um, Ilsen will at least run up and tap the closest one on the shoulder. He spins around, vomits on the floor of the lift as you guys are going out here, and then looks up wipes his mouth. Oh, the passenger. Hi, yes, hello. Um, just a quick question about uh, your masks. Um, why? And can I have them? We don't have any extra masks, but you never know when they're going to have a gas leak around here. You don't want to breathe any of that You don't want any of that stuff on your skin. I what? what? What gas are you talking about? Well, they don't like people to know, but yeah, it's, it's dangerous down here. Especially in the lower levels. You get one of the gas leaks, and does terrible things to people. My advice to you, buy a mask as soon as you can. Uh, yeah. Uh, What kind of terrible things do they do? Does it do? Don't know. Everything I've heard is just said you don't want to see. I had a buddy who used to take this route and come out here. He had one of his shipmates get hit by the gas. I couldn't sleep for weeks. My buddy, not the guy that got hit by the gas, he wasn't allowed back on the boat. So, does this gas kill? Everything I've heard is that it doesn't. And that's the worst part about it. Oh uh, do, do any of you know what the uh, gas does? How quickly it acts? No idea. Is it at least like a colored gas? Would, would we recognize it if it just started seeping out now? Supposedly Oh, okay. Are there um, engineers or people who fix these gas leaks, as you say? Would they know if they exist? Oh it doesn't come from the machines, from the earth that we are in?: Yeah, it comes, it comes up from the ground. Geologists, then? I Does anybody know? I'm sure somebody knows. But we don't stick around long enough to find out. Ah, uh, yeah. So, okay, so it's not just lower levels, then? Uh, the guy you initially talked to kind of, like, cocks his head and says, Well, I've heard it multiple ways, but everybody seems to agree it's more likely and worse down in the lower levels. Ah. Uh, uh, Ilsen's going to start kind of looking around, because we're on a lift... But within the cliff, right? So we're like kind of going up tunnels. Mm hmm. Yeah. Are there any like markets, like open caves that open up into a market or something? There are definitely markets on different tiers. Because it seems like, you know, people tend to stay within a few tiers of where they live in general. Oh, okay. Just because it's such a long journey. I mean, well, I guess you wouldn't know that. And there are definitely some people that may even find it worthwhile to, for the commute to spend hours getting up to the top of. Mm-hmm. Because you get the impression that it must be very cheap to live down low. Sure, sure. But I am going to draw a card. Let's hear it. Let's do it. The Incriminating Skull. The skull is uncovered, revealing a long-buried wrong. It is evidence of a crime. However, the skull was once a person, and that's person's family and friends miss them. They wonder what happened to them, and discovering the remains of the victim actually brings them some comfort. The incriminating skull tells us that there is a deeper, darker meaning to the matter at hand. It presages failure, particularly being caught at wrongdoing. However, if the context is right, it may simply indicate that a friend or relative, particularly one that has been long estranged, is involved in some way. This is a very bad card for you this early. Yeah, I'm a little... my butt is clenched on this one. (laughs) As the cart reaches the next tier, and these carts don't, like, none of these lifts go all the way up or down. Like, take a lift to the next tier, that kind of thing. As you come out, you see what looks to be another trade delegation making their way through the markets. And they quite clearly are wearing the colors of marketing. Oh, fuck. elsen put up her hood, and as she does, she is going to use her skill face morph. Mm-hmm change her face i'm gonna say she changed her face to a light tan dark brown eyes short brown hair and still woman still a woman okay yeah you do that as you're doing that one of the sailors looks over mid transformation and says oh my god what are you doing and everybody in the local area looks at you (laughs) uh elsen just looks around it's like just wiping my face off is that all right Captain, I think it's some sort of monster. Excuse me? It's one of the face dealers. This man is drunk. I have his vomit on my shoes. You have a good day, okay? (laughs) Then Ilsen's going to try to disappear into the crowd. (laughs) Okay, let's see how well that goes. I am quite good at lies and trickery. Uh, I'm trained, if that matters. Yeah, it'll affect how I interpret it, for sure. This one doesn't look happy either. The harvesting spider. I don't like that one either. Spiders are many things, builders, weavers, and caretakers, but also hunters, killers, and blood drinkers. The harvesting spider cares for her young, but at the expense of what she harvests, and that just might be you. She is stealthy and sneaky. Her many footsteps are silent. Regardless, spiders never stop working. The always active spider signifies action. Act immediately. Work hard. Success can be had, but only as the result of action and toil. The harvesting spider is a subtle hunter and thus can suggest that stealth might be required in one's endeavors. So I think you get away from these sailors, no Mm -hmm. problem. And as you're wandering through the crowd, I assume trying to make your way to... Are you trying to just find a shop or are you trying to get you onto the next tier? What's your goal? The immediate goal right now is to put some distance between both the sailors and the delegation that she saw. Okay. Yeah, so you're making your way, putting some distance... It takes you a good 20 minutes before you start feeling, even though you can't see anybody, that feeling as if you're being followed. Okay. She is going to keep going, but she's going to try to make her way to the outside, to the face of the cliff. Okay. You make your way towards the face of the cliff. There is definitely an opening here on a sort of a landing at the staircase. Okay. And the wind is whipping quite fast through here there's ocean spray in the air too which direction is the wind whipping because this will be important for me it's sort of buffeting and bouncing off of the rock walls okay so kind of rushing into the rock walls and then just a bunch of turbulence very close yeah oh, okay yeah then i guess casually as one can descend down the face of a cliff he does that And then after she has broken kind of line of sight, like taking a few steps like around the corner of the opening, she is going to... Well, she's going to leave the staircase. In which direction is... Well, no, she probably needs to drop. She's just going to take a few steps and then drop down to the next staircase below. Mm. Okay, so you're just dropping down to the next staircase below? I am just dropping down. Because Ilsen is a stealthy jack who controls gravity. So she is basically Mm. dropping off of this staircase aiming for the next one, and as she kind of comes down, she's going to hit her hover ability and slow her fall so that she lands without breaking all of her bones. Mm, yeah, You can definitely do that. What I do want to find out, though, is if you aim correctly. Of course, I have no doubt you can slow your fall, but the question is whether or not you can aim to hit the next staircase correctly. Right. Yes. I would like to know that as well. <laughs> uh, it's the Suspicious Hound. Okay. The Hound stands sentinel and you approach, but you don't want the Suspicious Hound to be focused on you. Snarling and glaring, the Hound isn't certain of its enemies, but once it decides you are a danger, that's almost certainly a bad thing. The Hound is also representative of our own doubts and difficult decisions. A negative card to turn, the Suspicious Hound typically suggests that one is plagued with doubt and indecision. Or it might just suggest that one doesn't have enough information to make a good decision yet. Judgment must be passed, and decision must be made, but there's no clarity yet. If one is looking for an answer, that answer is too difficult to tell. Try again later. I think Ilsen misses the next staircase. Like, as you're slowing your fall, the wind actually, like, pushes you hard against the rock, buffeting you against it, smacking your chin against the rock. And as you rebound... Automatically, you end up hovering out just out of reach of the staircase and begin falling down the side of this cliff with your hover ability. Where does your hover's height go? So hover basically allows me to just kind of hover in place for ten minutes, or if I use it, like I can also move like I think a short distance or an immediate distance, but then like the ability immediately cuts. And so what I was trying to do was basically like hover and then like decelerate. Mm-hmm. Right as I'm getting to the staircase, so I think it just cuts at this point. You are falling down a side of this massive cliff. Yep. You are, as you look across from where you are right now, you're almost eye level within mid to late. It's easily a few kilometers away from shore, but you're eye level with the bottom of that floating monolith you saw. Uh, so I'm eye level with like the top of the dipper or like the mid, just the midpoint. I would say the midpoint of the dipper. Okay. Oh, these cliffs are fucking huge then. Yes. Oh, shit. All right. Shortest campaign ever. This I- <laughs> is very much what me, Stace, and Alex did when we played uh, Tides of Numenera and we killed our first character by plummeting to the ground. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to try to do instead, since it feels a little cheap to use ability again right after it failed, I'm going to quickly pull out my grappling hook with a rope. And try to throw it onto anything that will hold a grappling hook on the side of the cliff. Okay. I'll draw a card, then. Hey, make it a good one, though. (sighs) The Unwelcome Child. The Unwelcome Child is unwelcome because she is a horror. No one sees her for what she truly is, and they assume that the terrible things that happen around her have other causes. She maintains a facade of sweetness and love, exploiting our own inherent affection for children. She uses our desire to nurture against us. At best, once we've realized her nature, all we can really do is cast her out. Anything more would be wrong. After all, she's only a child. A negative card, to be sure, the unwelcome child almost always involves one getting something they do not want. Alternatively, the person in question could be the unwanted one, and they might be exiled or cast out. The unwelcome child suggests a lie or something out of balance. Something that should be positive is not. But unlike with the misunderstood beast, this comes through no fault of the person in question. It's the result of an accidental imbalance at best, or an intentional deception at worst. Don't love this. Your grappling hook goes flying out, hits a piece of rock, seems like it's getting a lock, like you're getting there. Mm-hmm. And then whatever rock it had latched on, you realize was not a secure piece, and immediately it breaks and you and your grappling hook are falling again. Just your hook is now at the far end of the line. Uh, all right. Uh, how close is that, uh, ground at this point? Closer than you want it to be. All right. You basically got, like, one more shot to do something here before you hit the ground. I assume I don't have my ciphers yet? No. Okay, I'm gonna use my hover ability again, but this time, what I'm gonna do is, and you did clear this, I'm going to kind of I'll I guess, as much as he can, kind of move aside her beige poncho and let her brilliance cloth kind of flutter out, and she's going to grab the edges of it and activate it and kind of treat the brilliance cloth as a parachute, but she's also using her hover ability just because I know it's not a full, proper parachute. And a brilliance cloth, for listeners, is a piece of cloth that you're able to basically form and, like, lock into position, so kind of like the Batman wings from Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. I would say that since you are doing that in combination with your hover ability, that it will slow your fall. You will definitely slam. Like, you won't die from this, but you definitely will, like, slam into the rock wall a bit on your way down. And so that'll cost you six bites as you're careening down the side of this mountain. And now you are bloodied, and at basically the bottom or could even just be, like, the first stretch of stairs. That you've landed on at the bottom of this mountain. And the rock is slippery here. There's sea spray all over it. Sure, sure. Is there a crowd? Is anybody looking? Or Zilson landed in a sparse area? There is like one small contingent of dock workers that are sort of staring up at you. And when you crash into the rock, but then manage to get yourself to a safe standing position, you see at least two of them looking disappointed as they hand currency over to the others. Like, clearly, they must have seen you start falling when you were way up high and started taking bets on whether or not you'd be able to make it. I think during the fall, Ilsen's face morph dropped, so she'll just kind of start spooling up her rope and grappling hook and just kind of call over, like, How much did you win? The one who won says, Ten shins! The rest of these guys thought you were gone. <sighs> Good. Good bets. Good. And then Ilsen just kind of slowly, like, limps away back to the tunnels <laughs> yeah yeah. so you go back in the tunnels are you gonna go up to the next entrance or you're gonna go back down to the base entrance uh which path involves more stairs probably going up all right then she's gonna put her brilliance cloth away and put on her poncho properly and then go down so you go down you encounter the same customs people didn't we already pass you through earlier i i'm sorry it's like my- not that long ago i i got i got turned around You've been in fights? You look kind of messed up. I uh, I won, I'll tell you that. I did have a life-or-death battle a few moments ago. Like I said, I got turned around. I'm new here. Hey, do you know where I could buy a mask and uh, gloves, I think? Yeah, any any shop. I mean, there's cheaper stuff down here, but it's not something I would invest in in the long term. Mm-hmm. Best quality mask you'll find up in the city proper. Oh, sure, sure. Um, Ballpark, what is the uh, price of a good, decent mask i mean it depends if you're looking for just plain durability if you're looking for aesthetics whether you're looking for the basics do you want a full face mask you're willing to risk it a little bit well uh i don't have a clear picture of what this uh this gas that occasionally leaks into the city is so i think just basic package basic durability just something like that probably run you tensions Excellent. All right. You've been very helpful, much more helpful than the junk sailor. You have a wonderful day. Just be careful, okay? I'll do my best. And then she <laughs> limps away. Okay. You limp away. Are you heading back up the way, or are you going straight to a store? She's going to go up a slightly different way, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think she's going to maybe give it a few tears before she starts looking at stores. Okay. That's fair. So these first few tears, like when you're looking at stores... The masks they have are basically, they're not great. They're not expensive. Like, you can get a partial face mask for one shin. You can get a full face mask for two shins. They don't look like they're particularly great material, and you're not sure if they're really, like, constructed well. Like, you can definitely tell, like, some of the mask plating, Like, even as you're handling it, you can feel that they're a little loose around the seams. Mm Mm-hmm. You get the impression, like, this would get you through till you could get to another one, but you wouldn't want to, like, rely on this for any kind of extended exposure. Right. Okay. At this point, she doesn't know how long she's going to be, just almost wanderer, so I think she's going to kind of wait until she can find a full mass that's about four to five shins. Okay. You have to get up into sort of the upper tiers inside the cliff face before you find those, but you do find one that is around the uh, four shin mark that is a full face one that seems like it would hold together fairly well. I, you don't think it's just like a great long-term investment, but you don't think it's particularly... It's not inherently risky like the ones that you saw down below. Right. She's going to talk to the shopkeeper about it. I have no doubt the quality of this work is excellent, but how uh, how long would you say this sort of mask will last against this uh, gas? Is it acidic? How, how much do you know about this mask? Uh, this gas, I mean. You no, know, I don't want to be in it. I, clearly, yes, that's... Somebody gets caught in it and, you know, their mask fails or too much of it gets on their skin, we just put them down, take them out of their misery. It's the safest thing to do for them and for us. Sure, sure. Um, how quickly does the gas work? It depends. I've heard of people that have had bad reactions just wandering through a little misting of it. I've heard of other people that have managed to walk through thick fogs of it and with the right mask, they've walked out just fine. But that could also be bullshit. And if somebody had a mask like that, I'll tell you something they ain't shopping around here. Some fancy store, something, maybe something like a senator might wear. Oh, senator. You have uh, a senate in the city? Actually, Ilsen would know that. Ilsen would have an idea of like the government. Okay. Ilsen would know that Corpus essentially has both an imperial family and a senate. How powerful are those two sides of the government compared to one another? Is it like a. British government kind of thing, or? I would say that the propaganda of Corpus is that the Senate is sort of the real power, but I think the opinion overseas is that the emperor probably holds undue sway. Gotcha. Okay. And I would say in foreign news, like, the stories are always painted very negatively of Corpus. Right. Especially in Margathy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff when it mentions the Senate or the Emperor has something to do with an unclear story of corruption. That kind of news does not safely leave Corpus, usually. Interesting. Okay. It's not a nation that's particularly respectful of journalism. Markthi or Corpus? Corpus. Oh, shit. It doesn't, like, quash it or anything like that. It's just that it's very much... If you're not telling our story, we are going to make your life a lot harder. That kind of thing? Yeah. Particularly if your stories are going to leave the borders. Oh, okay. Very hard for foreign press to get there. Sure, sure. Well, you have been very helpful. Uh, One quick question. How often is the gas leak? More often than the pulses. The what? You hear the pulse alarm, you better find cover. What's a a pulse? Every once in a while, the dipper gets a little worked up, and the pulse happens, and you just want to be safely behind at least a few inches of rock if that's happening. Ah, so just like a just a general, like, force kind of thing? Sure. You can call it that. Alright, well, I guess I'll just find out the way everyone else finds out, huh? Well, hopefully not. Just telling you, go get cover. You'll see people running for shelters if there's a pulse alarm. You'll hear the sirens going. Alright. Any other sirens? Does the cliffs just, like, turn over every now and then? No, no. Nothing like that. Okay, well... Just watch out for the burrowers. All right. I'm just fucking with you. You. Nobody's seen a burrower in years. Okay. You have been delightful. I'm going to go now. Thank you so much. Thanks for your business. Hey, just for fun. Can I'll send send leave without paying? Just to see if, like, they notice. (laughs) (laughs) What is it, like, the spotlight or, like... The Alarm, or something like that. The Vizier, lurking in the shadows, the Vizier controls from a distance. They do not sit upon a throne, but instead are the power behind the throne. They don't make laws. They circumvent them. But they do it to further the ends of the ruler, the land, or perhaps themselves. They have secret agendas within agendas. Someone is manipulating things behind the scenes, and that's almost certainly bad for the person in question. One must look for the real power is... Can also mean that there's a way for one to manipulate the people involved. I think as you step out without paying, the shop owner calls out and says, "Hey, that's five shins." Oh, I, I, I am so sorry. I, of course, of course. And he will send one fight it. She'll pay the five shins. All right. As you do, you step out and you have that weird sensation of being followed again. All right. I guess they'll send will. Super cash starts walking into the tunnels and start making her way up. Okay. You still have that sensation of being followed. All right. um, And continue up the tunnels. And then once she gets to kind of like another cave opening or another crowd, she'll try to like kind of dive into the crowd and then see if she can double back and see who is following her, who is watching her, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you try to double back and see who's watching you. I'm gonna say that, based off of your skills, that you definitely do see a figure that seems to be kind of like they've lost you for a moment. They're a tall figure. They're about six three, short cropped dark hair, almost like a sickly pale complexion, and a face that seems to be made completely of sharp angles. And they are clearly also, it's like it doesn't stick out as official, but there's something crisp about their clothing that calls to mind a uniform, even though there is no insignia. mm Sen have any knowledge or have heard any rumors of like a like a secret police force? And in fact, what's kinda the vibe of everybody that's like walking around this person? Are they like ignoring him them or are they like giving them distance? They are very clearly trying not to make eye contact. Mm. Mm-hmm. No known rumors of secret police or anything like that. Nothing except what the equivalent of a tabloid might talk about. So who knows? Gotcha. Because it's sort of like for a lot of the other nations, Corpus doesn't have many allies per se. So for a lot of the surrounding nations, like Corpus is a little bit like the boogeyman. In some ways, because they have constantly tried to expand. It's sort of like these nations that are surrounding it, the bordering nations, their formation of their border. In fact, a lot of their government has been formed from putting up a resistance to Corpus's expansion. Mm -hmm. Corpus very much like Rome in its prime kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Corpus was definitely, it has an economy based on expansion. Yeah. And in fact, that's been sort of the case for everywhere except Campos, which is a nation that boarded yours that used to be an extension of Corpus. It was like a colony. And then they threw off the rule of Corpus because they were not contiguous with it. So it was much more difficult for Corpus to maintain a military presence. They're probably one of the closest military allies to Margathy. They see me have i lost them or have i because the vizier is in play they turn and they make eye contact with you and they press their mouth into a very thin lipped grin and they begin walking towards you cool ilsen's gonna leave okay you walking you running what are you doing um she's not gonna run through the crowd but she is gonna move as quickly as she can through the crowd without knocking people over and then the second she has room to run she'll start running okay cool so while you're walking you can see that while they haven't necessarily like gained on you they are staying at a steady distance and keeping you in eye line now that you've seen them they don't seem to be making any attempt to hide themselves in the crowd as they follow you especially since as they're walking the crowd seems to part for them oh shit even when she breaks from the crowd the the second that she can like turn a corner or break eye contact that's when she'll start running okay fine so you get to a point where you start running. I'm going to draw a card here and see if your luck has changed or not. Probably hasn't, I'm going to be honest. The Eternal Mountain. mountain stands alone and unchanging. It always has and it always will. Some find this compelling, others terrifying. The mountain sees all and never forgets what it has seen. A challenge that lies ahead is insurmountable. So you start booking and then at one point you look back as you're running and you can see that figure just lightly jogging behind you. And it's then when you look to your right, you see another figure in a similar uniform keeping pace with you a block over on another street. There definitely seems to be, there's at least two of them now. And as you turn to your left, you can see another one starting to pace you. Up ahead, you can see a lift. You can also see what looks to be like... The remnants of a abandoned tunnel. It's clearly got some like building structure around it, but it doesn't look like it's been maintained. Are there people around the lift getting onto the lift perhaps? Yeah, there's a group of people that are currently boarding the lift. Okay. All right. What I'm going to try to do is run towards the lift and kind of get behind the crowd, like put the crowd between me and these three stalkers. Hey, wait your turn. I, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I sorry. I uh, I need to get up quickly. Sorry. Yeah, that's that's what all of us need to do, buddy. Yep, great. Get back in line. Awesome. Love it. See you there. <laughs> <laughs> and I will squirm my way onto the lift, pissing off everybody. And then once I have the crowd between me and these stalkers, I'm going to take off the poncho, kind of toss that off to somebody, and then jump off the lift. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. So you jump off the lift. Draw a card real quick. The Banished Serpent. Banished Serpent was cast out, sent back from whence it came. Banishment rids us of a problem, but it does not bring us to a permanent end. It's rarely a true solution. Rather, it is most often a punishment. Maybe a blessing and a curse, depending on who is getting exiled or punished. Could simply be a balancing of the metaphorical scales. I think you jump off the lift. You definitely see those, whoever these guys are, at least one of them kind of beelining for the lift. You're off the lift now. Where are you going? She's going to change her face, say, mm-hmm. pale skin, headed woman. Keep the green eyes. Why not? And then she is going to, as stealthily as she can, make her way toward that abandoned tunnel that you mentioned. Okay. So you make your way towards that. You don't see any of those other guards following you, although one of them it seems to be scanning the area, the original one. They haven't necessarily taken the bait on the lift, even though their colleagues have. Right. And as they're looking back and forth, you kind of duck into that tunnel to find cover. And then you feel the sensation of a hammer hit the side of your head on the temple. And as you fall, you hear somebody's voice saying, Got another rat trying to sneak in, and that's where we'll end the session zero. Oh my god. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you feeling about Ilson's situation? Not amazing. Did I draw a single good card from the Sooth deck? Like, were there any of them that were? Honestly, your best one so far was the Banished Serpent. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. (laughs) Like, you had terrible luck. As I'm looking back over these cards, like, I don't know if they're necessarily, like, the worst cards you could draw, but they were definitely, like, they were all very bad for the context that you were in. Right, yeah. Yeah, so I don't feel great about that part, but I do kind of like that. For reasons I'm not going to get into... I like this as Ilsen's introduction to this world. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be very eye-opening for her. She's learning a lot of lessons. Yeah, I agree. Very cool. Well, listeners, this was your introduction to Ilsen Vite, and there will be two more introductions to come. And then campaign two starts in earnest. I'm excited. Despite what these fucking draws were, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited too. So, listeners... Session zeros are always a little different, so we don't do all the same segments that we normally do, just because it's a little awkward when it's just the two of us trying to do those segments. Mm -hmm. So I'll just leave you with that. I hope you enjoy the show. Next week, we will return with another Character Session Zero. Samson, where can people find us online? You can come to our website, explorerswanted.fm. On there, you'll see all our socials. On Twitter, we are at ExplorersWanted. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at ExplorersWantedPodcast. On Macedon, we are at Wanted at dice.camp, but the best place to hang out with us is our Discord. ExplorersWanted.fm slash Discord will take you there. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, Patreon.com slash Wanted is a great place to support us. And if you could please use our Dice affiliate code with Diehard Dice, you can get 10% off your order when you use Wanted at checkout. Please and thank you. And if you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Macedon as Daniel at Anderlik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. .org. You can find me at slam Potato on Twitter and at slam Potato at dice.camp on Mastodon. Once again, hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week with more Session Zeros. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.